we thought this would be a good time to start a podcast because I think both Ethan and I are going a little bit crazy, a little stir crazy in the house. <laughs> um, I'm kind of running out of things to do. There's only so many push-ups and so many lines I can only go so over. many dumbbells you can lift, my friend. <laughs> That's somebody. right. That's right. Only so many guitars you can play, right, Ethan? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, so we're really excited, you know, to have something to do um, during these crazy times. Um, you know, I think we both feel blessed that, you know, we're not affected like a lot of, like a lot of people are, but, um, you know, we're trying to make the, make the most out of this time, um, where we really can do, that's right. That's right. So, um, I mean, what have you been doing, man? (laughs) What have you been spending uh, your time doing? As I told you, uh, it's been a little bit of a little bit of everything, you know, keeping the social distancing, as they say, uh, in action, you know, wearing, wearing gloves and whatnot, go outside. No, but it's been uh been running a bit, you know, doing cardio. Sorry, try and stay in shape. You know, you can't. I'm not. Uh, I'm not as serious weightlifting wise and CrossFit wise as you are, or you once were. Oh, things stop. are normal, but uh, I, I like to keep in good shape, and that's kind of a, a good opportunity we have here is to try and get creative. You know, yeah, body weight fitness, and I got a pair of twelve pound dumbbells, so I'm trying to figure out the way to make the most out of those. So I can yeah. find something a little heavier, but uh, staying busy, you know. Trying to make a podcast, this crazy guy I know, uh, playing guitar, eating healthy, and uh, you know, being positive because everything else, you know, sitting in the world, all you can do is take care of you and your own, and be be a good, you know, a good energy out there, a good force for you know positivity for everybody else. Yeah, have, yeah, have you have you been seeing these people what they've been making? Like, so to make masks, obviously they're running out of these these products. You know, they're running out of the masks all over the place. So people are having, especially in California, um, there's a new law going in where everyone's having to wear a mask. Yeah, yeah. So they're that. starting to just craft their own stuff. I'm seeing like people having like <laughs> like like maxi pads on their face and all these crazy no way. stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like, damn, dude. Like, I don't. I don't know. If you can just wear a works. t-shirt. You can, <laughs> right? You can you wear like a bandana, I mean? something, man. It's crazy. I mean, you go to like a store and you see people wearing bandanas and sunglasses and hats, and you just think, man, like two months ago, maybe a month ago, even you'd be looking like you're gonna mug the place, you know? Dude, dude I've been watching. I think I told you I started The Walking Dead. Um, you know me; I'm always late when it comes to the TV shows, but. I started The Walking Dead and I'm thinking that it might be a good idea right now, you know, because it'd be like cool to to watch this while we're what? going like oh, to watch, to, right to watch this while we're going through our own like little uh obviously there's no zombies going around, but it yeah. put me in a really like weird mood, man, because like The Walking Dead is so graphic and is so intense that now I go to the grocery store and I'm like looking at exits because I'm seeing like <laughs> like it feels like I'm in The Walking Dead. There's like like the aisles are empty um like people have masks on like everybody's yeah. like looking at everybody i'm weirdest thing i went to like to you know big grocery store recently and i mean you can only get in on one of the three entrances and you can only exit in one of the three entrances you know what i mean yeah because they're like well i asked them why i'm just curious they're like well we want to see every customer who goes in every customer who goes out <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's funny i think it's kind of funny but heavy uh, dude like it's it like is. i think there's like comedic <laughs> there's like very comedic points about it like if everything works out well right so like i feel like there's gonna be a time which it will which i i I know will there's gonna be a time where we look back and we're like dang that was pretty crazy but there's also part of me that's like this can go bad very quickly yes like in la la they have they have people wrapped around gun shops 
um, ready to buy guns. And I'm thinking like, this is not a good idea. We have people that don't know how to use guns. Yeah. That's a weird guns. thing. That's a weird thing is, uh, you know, I, I went ahead and did a couple of my own things, but you're, you're in line wherever you're, you're in line at. And you see people thinking, man, that is their right. And God, you know, I believe in a hundred percent, right. Whatever your rights are. But, uh, you see people like thinking, man, I don't know if they should have a gun, but that's not, that's not my call. <laughs> that's their call. But then it makes you think, well, maybe I should get, I should get one. Right. But, uh, but that's the same thing that happened yeah, with the toilet times. paper. Exactly. Like, I think that everybody, I feel like most people in their minds are like, you know what? I don't need to grab, um, I don't need to grab every toilet paper that I see. But the problem is that you see it, they're empty and you freak out. Exactly. It's a fear of missing out. And, right. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. Cause I mean, even now, uh, the store I went to, uh, had a ton of toilet paper, but everybody, uh, was just kind of, kind of looking at it. Like they were amazed that it's there because one minute ago it literally wasn't, you know? And of course it's going to come back and return, but there's that fear of missing out that, well, that guy has a 16 pack in his cart. Why don't I, you know? And yeah. the prices are going up. The prices are going up. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. And I went to, um, I went on a search one day, um, for toilet paper. Like I got up at the, like five 30 in the morning. Of course you did. Mike uh, Johnson. <laughs> I get up at five 30 in the morning. I get a little bit of workout in, but I get to, I think it was Walmart. I'm thinking that Walmart at 7. AM, like Walmart's always a little bit sketchy. Like it's, it's, it's a little bit, but I'm thinking at 7. AM, like the crazy, like they're not out yet. You know what I mean? They're out, they're out now. They're out. Like, yes, they were out. Yeah. And, and I was like, what is happening? By 7 a.m., they were out of toilet paper already. They just opened. Exactly. But I wasn't willing to fight somebody for it. Eventually, I went to Target and I got one. But they had a guy, uh, some poor, like, associate working there. He had to, like, guard these, like, 10 um, – there's only, like, 10 left of toilet paper. See, I bet he feels like he was in The Walking Dead right there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, no. dude, you know, some, like some old ladies going to come in there just angry, you know, or some just like, like, you know, I mean, I was seeing people just like argue over this stuff. I'm like, dude, this is really not an issue. But what ma- that made me think was like, okay, these people are arguing over toilet paper, right. And they're ready to fight. Mm-hmm. They're so angry or they're so scared that they don't realize, oh, there's toilet paper. Those are the exact same people that I don't want the guns in their hands. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> like they're obviously thing, not thinking straight. Yeah, and that's that's part of the problem is people are not thinking entirely straight. And I mean, if you were taking the situation that we're in and you were totally fine, like you said earlier, you and I are going a little nutty, kind of staying inside and able to see all your friends do everything else you've been able to do for the past, I don't know, twenty two, twenty three, however old you are years. Um but yeah, people are, I think are taking this in a pretty all right way, you know. I mean, we'll see what happens a couple of months, things can go away, things go another way. But there's a difference between using toilet paper responsi- responsibly and using, you know, guns responsibly. But so far, things are fine. You know, what surprised me recently was I was reading in the news that uh, in Texas, uh, assaults have gone up by like I think ten or twenty percent, and break-ins have gone up by like twenty percent. No way. I don't know. I don't know if these are domestic households, you know, suburban households getting broken into, or, or if they're probably like stores that were once open and are not right. necessary. But um, you would think people would just kind of be chilling at home. And I saw a video of the Chicago uh, chief of police talking about how he's telling uh, he's saying, criminals, our cops cannot go out like they've used to be able to go out because we're trying to keep them from getting infected, from getting sick. So stay at home. It's like, couldn't you just tell them to stay at home, you know, before this? <laughs> right, right. It's so silly. It's, it's absurd. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm worried about. I mean, um, you know, to everybody, Ethan and I, once this kind of happened, we got out of L.A., 
um, pretty quickly. Um, we're both not from LA originally, so we did have places to go. Um, love LA, love LA. Yeah, but, uh, no, it's 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 a lot of people there. Yeah, it's been great to us, but there's so many people in one place that if something did go down, it, it wouldn't be the best place to be. Um, at least that's what I was thinking. And then, you know, I hit up Ethan and he was already out of there too. So I was already, I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were kind of thinking the same thing and obviously we want to be with our families, but, uh, but day, man, yeah, it's a pretty crazy time. Like I, I was thinking about it, like, this is going to be a time in the future that like kids are taught about like in history class. Yeah, this, well, this is definitely history. Yeah. There's There might be a point where they're going to say, you know, like how they have BC before Christ. Right. They'll have, you know, bcv or you know before covid before you know what i mean <laughs> right. um, well yeah i mean i hope not man because that means that we're in like some like mad max type of deal where yeah. you know uh but yeah i i don't know man I, I i can't really see the problem is that i have with the two is that no one has answers like yeah that's the thing is uh well people feel like someone might have an answer so some people do have answers probably or something close to what is an answer but right now nobody knows anything and nobody has known anything for a while and you either use that to panic that'll make you either panic or that'll make you just think okay well you know keep calm and carry on you know the old saying goes right i mean yeah i mean there's not really much we can do i mean i don't know about you i'm not i'm not a scientist like i i mean i think i'm smart i actually am a scientist (laughs) i don't know i'm not gonna lie to these people and tell them i know exactly how to do this but i just um, I think the biggest thing is, you know, um, obviously it is affecting, you know, it is affecting people and it is killing people. So that's serious in that way. But I think it something that's even more um, that scares me even more is how people are reacting to it. Yeah. And I fear that, you know, uh, the longer that it goes, um, the more irrational people are going to get and, you know, start to do those type of things like looting and um, if we don't get a hold of that and, and also financially, there's people that are scared. Exactly. You know? There, there has to be something that can be done for the financial part of this part of all this, because on one hand, people are just taking it almost in stride. Some people seem like they're kind of happy that they don't have to go outside and go to, go to work, go to the gym, whatever their responsibilities once were. But, uh, another part of it is like, okay, well, this is great. The summer vacation is great. But at some point, uh, all these bills I've deferred will come knocking at my door. You know, whether it's yeah. rent, the car, water, um, and that's people have to, you know, have to figure out right now how to use money that they are getting responsibly. And uh, the government or somebody has to figure out what to do with all these people that are already living paycheck to paycheck, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Like right now, universities, small ones are getting affected the most, but every university, some are, some are closing down, you know, mm-hmm. some are, they have no other choice and it kind of blows my mind. I don't know how they spend their money, but I probably wage a little bit of money that they don't spend it responsibly as the best that they could because how is that everybody's going paycheck to paycheck going broke now we've known that for a while but all these big corporations colleges institutions they're all doing the same thing yeah that's what i don't get about the colleges because you have i mean pretty much our whole like generation right now is in debt because of college education and the fees that are the the incredible fees that are you have to pay to go to these schools but somehow you guys are out of money exactly I was talking to my girlfriend <laughs> recently and uh, somehow her university spent a ridiculous sum of money on like a banner. It says, you know, you know, go Long Beach, go, whatever it says. And uh, the students were pissed because all that money that 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 went on that ridiculous banner could have gone towards, you know, computers, textbooks, whatever infrastructure. And uh, it's it's the same thing. It's like you got a guy who's paycheck to paycheck and uses his girlfriend's tax return to buy some 
you know, some wheels for, for his car. Right. It's like, you're not spending it responsibly. Right. And so maybe colleges need to take a finance course. I know we're supposed to, they're supposed to be teaching us how to spend our, our money correctly. And, and, you know, they're running out, but I mean, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I think that we're going to have, a, you know, uh, hopefully they have a lot smarter people than just us, you know, talking about this and trying to figure this out. Another thing that, you know, I have a problem with is that it doesn't seem like, you know, even at, the people that are supposed to be representing us, you know, there's still too much in my mind, there's a little bit too much politics that is going behind it. We should be doing the best for, to help our country, help, Yes, everyone but who's right and who's wrong it's about what is the solution to the problem exactly period and that's it that's it yeah. but they don't think like that you know and um i think that's a that's something that hopefully i think there's a lot of great things that from this situation because we're going to make it out but from the situation there's, i think there's a lot of great things that we should take from it um uh first of all i'm hoping what i hope happens is that people don't take for granted all the opportunities that we have here the opportunity to go out to the gym, the opportunity to leave your house and to go to the grocery store and have food there just waiting. I'm sure parents wish their kids were at school right now. I'm sure they do. <laughs> oh, no? they must be going crazy, dude. That's a, uh, yeah, that's, that's a whole nother element to it. I was talking to my sister about that the other day and uh, my nephew, he has so much energy, dude. And uh, it is awesome for it, but I don't know how she does it. Like she's superwoman to be able to like balance. Cause she's working from home right now. She has that going on. She has all of her things. And then she has this just, just ball of energy, just bouncing off the walls, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, at home nonstop. Even if I was, I thought I was a pretty chill kid. I was a pretty relaxed kid, but still dude, like you got to get them out. You got to like, it's almost like, I mean, you got to like, like run them out a little bit. So then they're tired when they get home. Exactly. And now they can't even do that. So how do you yeah. know? <laughs> so I know. pretty much just lost. I'm sure everybody's going to think, my kid has attention deficit disorder, you know? Yeah. Everybody's going to put the kids on drugs. Hopefully they to don't. Show right? to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll tell you what isn't hurting right now are these streaming systems, like these, um, like Netflix, Hulu's, all of them, yeah, no kidding. Disney Plus. Like, dude, I think that they said that Tiger King got something like, uh, 32 million viewers in 10 days, 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. 10 days, bro. 32 million people watch this dude talk to cats. In- <laughs> Did you see that? Uh, the reporter, uh, talking about Joe exotic to, uh, to uh, Donald Trump. No. What he's like, say? Hey, he's you know, it's like a minute long, but he's saying, Mr. President, uh, what'd you think about partying Joe exotic? And he's like, who? He's like, this guy, he has a show on Netflix. It's very popular. And, uh, he got, uh, he's in prison right now, and he's like, "What did he do?" Well, allegedly, he tried to place a hit on on an animal rights activist, and you know, Donald Trump's like, "I'll look into it." Dude, I bet you they would so, be so, great man. friends. Uh, man, I don't know. I mean, you give Donald Trump a tiger. I mean, that's the thing. It seems like if you give anybody a tiger, they'll do anything for <laughs> they're you. They're cool that's with what that you. Documentary yeah. said. Yeah, they're cool with you if you give them a tiger, dude. I that documentary was so crazy. I even found myself. I couldn't. I couldn't stop watching it. I was I couldn't stop watching it. I was compelled to continue watching, but I was so stressed. Like, <laughs> I just not from like not from like the financial aspect of it, which is just like I mean, when you see the the lawsuits that they're going after each other with, and this and that, like that's depressing. But you yeah. just like their bedrooms, and they're just this horrible wreck. Dude, like Carol's yeah. house, I saw that, and it just stressed me the the hell out. I yeah. saw it. It was just like tiger print everywhere. Thing like knickknacks. I was like, I feel claustrophobic, and I'm watching this on my couch. Yeah. Oh, also to the viewers, we might spoil this if you haven't seen it yet. Maybe skip this part a little bit. 
Um, but we have to talk about it. It's, it's too, it's too crazy. Like too crazy I, to. I, I'm watching this and I'm thinking to myself, if this was a movie, like if you had the greatest actors in the world playing these roles, who would, would you still in these roles? I don't know, but it would still Girl be looked Street. at as too crazy. Carol like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, you would look at him and be like, this isn't realistic. It's too crazy not to be made up. Yeah. Like, or and, to be made up, yeah. And this is, how, this is how it's going down, just in, like, some random place in Oklahoma. Like, they're yeah. just chilling. Every, like, every and, time, like, a little mountain of craziness was topped, they're like, okay, we're going to climb that one now. <laughs> you know? Carol dude, kills her husband, which I think she did. Uh, oh, dude, 110%. Every episode, it was just something, you know? Every episode is another thing. They, they asked her about it, and she didn't even blink an eye, dude. Like, no no sadness, nothing. I, no. Like, I, dude, she's have, she's become a tiger, man. Like, she's, like, cold-blooded. Like, she did not care at all. Yeah. It was it was ruthless. But, yeah, I mean, it seemed like they were all – I mean, to be Everybody honest, dude. was pretty cutthroat. To be honest, none of them were good people. Like, there wasn't no. – there was no, some of the workers I think were good people, but all of the people that were kind of the main, um, the main characters in that whole development was, were not good people. They were, they were narcissists. They were about themselves. Yeah. And, and I don't think, I think they, I think most of them started out with the best intentions. Sure. I think they did, um, really fall in love. Cause I'm sure these, these animals are majestic. Like to be able to be around that must be, I'm not going to do privilege, that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to do that, but it'd be a yeah. privilege. I'm not doing that much. That's another thing, bro. You don't see any, like, I don't want to pull the race car to you, but you don't see any black people doing that. I was thinking that when I was watching it. I was like, man, <laughs> white people are crazy. Yeah, dude, you don't all see the, a single black like, person like, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to go hang out with this tiger. Dude, yeah. the one lady gets her arm ripped off and she was cool. Yeah, I was so surprised. That, that, that part, though, condolences to her arm. I don't want to. Dude. She was a. She was the. She was like the best person in that whole thing. She was the most calm person in it, and she lost. I don't know what percentage of her body. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was crazy. I did. I didn't even notice it when she was talking the first time. I was like, "What looks off about her?" And then they show her getting her arm clawed off. I'm like, "Oh my, that that's it." I think they said she was back to work in five days. Like three days, three or five days. Yeah. Like first of all, I'm not coming back. Number one. Second of all, I'm suing this place. But also, third of all, if I am gonna come back, bro, I need like, uh, I need like a summer off. I need like a three month break. Like, what are we doing here? I'm well, back I thought in that five was, she days. She wanted to come back. She, she did. Come she back. did. Yeah. She did. And I was looking at her like this, like biggest, uh, like biggest gangster move I've ever seen in my life. This yeah. little like woman just gets her arm ripped off by a tiger. And also, when they were, when they were coming to her, she was so calm. She was so relaxed, it seemed. It's crazy. I don't and know. The, how throughout the whole documentary, she was like one of the few voices of, of like reason, I feel like. A couple of the other animal uh, you know, handlers, caregivers were the voices of reason. Meanwhile, Carol, Joe, uh, Jeff, all the other tiger owners. Passionate, yes. A little crazy, absolutely. <laughs> a little? A little, man? Yeah. Like, but I'll give him one thing, man. They were entertaining. Like they were sure. so entertaining. Joe Exotic. Uh, Do you think he, Joe burned all that? Remember that that guy? He was making the documentary. Oh, he, yeah, he burned it. You think? He, I think he burned it. And the seven little know. gators. I don't know, maybe, but I know, I know for a fact this is probably killing Joe to be this famous right now and be in jail. Exactly. Like this yeah. is his. The, he's been waiting for this moment. 
Yeah. He's been waiting. My it's almost like part, a bad joke, you know? Oh, uh, one of my favorite parts was the dude is running for governor. And yeah. he has people like he's so he had like 13 percent dude he's yeah. so like like dynamic he's so uh, he, he's such a bigger than life character that these like he had 13 percent falling into like yeah i think yeah. he would make a good I, well, I everybody, like, everybody kept saying fine. crazier things have been done and yeah. It's like, yeah that's true <laughs> that's true man see so, yeah, I mean, donald trump running 20, 2020 with his uh running mate joe exotic dude i mean it might work dude they the guy somehow, I mean, uh, according to the documentary, this guy somehow convinced two straight guys to marry him. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how that works. Like, I, I don't know. Tigers, I don't man. know how. Tigers. Like, like, I'm all for love. Like, I, hey, man, do what you got to do. Love who you want to love. You know what I mean? But at the same time, the dude would straight up be like, he said, no, I'm straight. Yeah. But, but, you're, but you're married. Like you're married to a guy. You're 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 literally not though right now. Yeah, John <laughs> like, had a complicated life, dude. He was, but I'm saying to be able to do that, I didn't even know that was pop. Like to be able to convince somebody that quickly, his abilities to speak and in, in like get in someone's head. I don't even know if he knows how good he is at it. It almost might just be it's so ingrained in him. You know what I mean? That he just does it subconsciously. You know? They need to make. They need to make like. I know they're going to make it a movie probably out of this or, or something. It's too big of a draw, but I want to see what his life, like, like, how do you end up like Joe exotic? You know, mm. like I, I need a detailed understanding. You need of, like a novella. Yeah, dude. I need to know. I need to know how this happened because I'm, I'm kind of interested in Carol though. Like being that Joe, whether you think he put the head out or not, I'm kind of in the camp that he didn't, but maybe he did, you know, yeah. Done crazier things from what I've read. But um, Carol, man, I think she killed her husband. Carol is the scariest person in that whole. By far. <laughs> By far, dude. She I want you gone. Cross, she'll get you fed. I would not cross Carol. I would not. You know, the biggest problem with Carol is, too, is that she looks innocent. She yeah. looks sweet. Yeah. So she gets away with so much because you go, how could she do that? Yeah, I mean, everything that she's doing, she has the, you know, the sweetness factor, the, the caring, you know, loving factor of like, well, we run Big Cat Rescue. It's a sanctuary, even though a bunch of what she does is very hypocritical because, mm-hmm. you know. They're not taken care does. of very they're well. Not, they're, they're, they're breeding cubs. They're selling cubs. It's like, but yeah, she has all that going for her. But man, just the whole episode devoted towards her missing husband, all that stuff. You know, they found like his van still there. He left. The plane couldn't have made it to where? Costa Rica? It was, yeah, something or, like that, dude. Like yeah. it was like Puerto Rico or Costa Rica or something. That was so. That, does, that math did not add up. I mean, that was they were so asking, staged. They're asking like the DA or whatever, like or the the top cop sheriff. Like, do you think she killed him? And he's like, I'm not answering that. You can see in in his eyes, his <laughs> belief, his personal belief is absolutely 110 yeah. she killed him. Yeah, I wonder how she did it, man. Well, they have, so, they have I mean, she, so many. She like, got rid of the bodies, you know, the body. Yeah. Maybe there's more bodies, right? Um, got rid of the body with no evidence. Like that's pretty crazy. Maybe she, maybe he's in that vat underneath that warehouse. You know, uh, that's what they said. Dude. It. I don't know. I would never. I, after like seeing that, I would never work for her. Like the people that are working for her. How do like, people work for her? I don't know how people would. They could so go scared. to work. I'd be so scared. And you hear like her, her, uh, the way that she talks to her volunteers. You know how they go up through like red, yellow, blue, whatever. Yeah. She's like I don't know any of their names. 
And it's like, these guys are working for free and your actual workers are getting paid like, what was the ridiculous sum? Like a day. They're going to pay oh. like 120 a week or something. Yeah, dude. It was like... Being there like five their, years. And they're working like 12 hour days. For like four or five years. To get and to they're like eating like... Level. They're eating like um, the Animal food. leftover food. Yeah, they're getting the food that's left over. So it's like uh, either it was taken out and like once you take out meat, you can't put it back. So once someone, once a customer takes it like to the front, if they can't pay for it, it yeah, has it to go. Yeah, it has yeah. to be discarded. Or it's expired. Yes. And that's what these dudes, and they're living in trailers in Oklahoma with no air conditioning. With no air conditioning. Ah, no heat, dude. no water, nothing. I'm like, bro, this is not what. Not to mention every day you have the potentiality to lose your arm, if not your life. Yeah, it's not like it's not like you're doing all this stuff and you have like just a job that's like, it is benefits, it is. eight hours yeah. a day, whatever. Yeah. 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 Or even a job that you're not like, okay, most jobs, the worst that's going to happen is that you have a bad day, right? This job, the worst has happened is you get eaten by a tiger. Yep. Not a fun way to die, bro. Yep. Like, that's not, that's not, like, how do you, again, 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 Joe Exotic, how do you do that? How do you convince somebody, hey, man, I'm going to pay you 20 bucks a day to work 12 hours. On top of that, I'm going to put you in this trailer that has rats, doesn't have air conditioning or heat or water. Oh, and also... We're going to give you food, but it's going to be expired meat. This is the fucked up part, though. Pardon my language. Is, <laughs> it's all that sounds insane because it is insane. But it's all pitched at like this angle, you know, that uh, it's, it's all very generous on Joe's part. It's like, yeah. I give you free housing. It's got air conditioning. Yeah. I give you free food. It's all kind of, it's got a little take with it, a little catch. But as I said in the documentary, you know, they pick these people up who, you yeah, know, nothing. no judging here, but they have nothing. They have mm-hmm. no other options. And that's a little, um, it's it's a little wrong in a way. I'm not well, saying that it's good to give vulnerable. you an opportunity, but they're incredibly vulnerable. And yeah. it's not like you happen to just, you know, me, Ethan, find you off the street. And I'm like, hey, you know, I think we have a connection here. I trust you. I want to put you on for whatever this is. No, they're diligently looking for these people. They're praying. It, they're, they're praying, praying. on the week. And it's the same yes. with the other dude with like the eight wives. He takes them in when they're like 17 right yeah. um they're still growing at, like even us at our age right now we're still growing every day and we're You're a different mature. person than you were like two three years ago i mean that's exactly exactly and, and and we're still you know um we're still look changing our viewpoints on so many different things and we're looking at the world when you have somebody that comes in and they have and they even said it dude like like they use i think what they loved like i said they, they came into the whole business i'm sure for the right reasons Mm-hmm. But then they realized having these tigers means I have power. It's a real power. I mean, oh, man. I kept thinking the whole time, like, what would Charlie Sheen think about all this? Remember, he's like, I got tiger blood. <laughs> right, right, <You> right. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's that's a whole other thing. It's like, okay, these are my exotic pets. What do you got? Oh, I got lemurs. I got monkeys. That's cool, bro. This guy's got tigers. <laughs> yeah, right. Or bobcats or lions. Like, that is Dude. a whole other dynamic. Dude, yeah. Yeah, and I think that it, it it kind of it gives these people power that they would never have because none of these exactly. people. I mean, you know, I, I don't really know them. Um, I mean, from the documentary, you know, you get to know a little bit, but there's there's nothing really about them that you would go, you know, this person. Well, let's has- let's look at Joe running for governor, getting like thirteen percent, right? Right. If Joe wasn't Joe Exotic, he was Joe whatever his name was. Uh, that was Joe Schmo. Yeah, just Joe Schmo, right? 
And uh, he didn't have tigers or anything. He just owned, you know, like a little bar or whatever. He was a carpenter. Nobody would really care. Nobody would right. care. Right. But he's got lions. As he says, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I have a mullet. I'm gay. I'm broke as shit. You know, <laughs> uh, I try to kill somebody. They think, you know what I mean? It's like, he says all these crazy, crazy things. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of his appeal. And that's what everybody else is going on. You know, that, that Doc Antler guy, everything is these guys are all characters, man. Yeah. Without like lions and all this other stuff going for them. Man, hey, be- like the one thing about Joe Exotic, at least, I mean, he's, he's crazy, dude. And I'm not saying he's a good person, but he's himself to 110%. Like he's, he's, he is himself. You have to, to admire that a little bit. A little bit. A little bit, because I think that most people in society, I mean, you do, you tiptoe line, you know, um, I even find myself doing it to be successful, you know, um, or just to be a good person, you know, like there's times where, where you probably have anger and you're angry. You can't show that <clears throat> there's times where you want to cuss, or you want to do this or that, and you can't do that necessarily to the extent that you want to do it. And nothing clicks in his head that he should stop. As everybody there, said, you know, you can always read Joe he's not afraid to like express himself right and uh I, you know there's a limit there obviously but you kind of have to admire it on some yeah. level because we live in a society that for better or worse people off more often than not are very self-conscious and have anxiety i'm sure joe's got his anxieties but man that guy lives and breathes hi i'm joe exotic and this is what i want yeah yeah man yeah it's a trip it's a trip but Oh, I mean, dude, the things that this, uh, <laughs> I wonder, I wonder what would have happened. Like if, if the coronavirus didn't happen though, like if this would have exploded the way that it did, if it would have gotten around as quickly as it did. Um, I mean, it's such, not as quickly, but it's, it's such an unbelievable story. story. I feel like it still would have gotten there, but, um, Joe exotic could definitely thank, um, <laughs> thank the, the coronavirus. coronavirus. <laughs> but, um, speaking, I guess we've talked about it a little bit, but, um, have you been seeing like these like YouTube videos? I think I, I think I sent you one of like people pretty much saying, and I don't want to disrespect anybody out there because obviously um, I think that it is real. I think there is, you know, real things happening with coronavirus, but pretty much, you know, there's speculation on how serious it is based off of um, how the media is portraying it, um, how people in government are portraying it. And then what people are seeing at actual hospitals, there, there's videos where, there's nobody's at, at the hospital, you know? So like the night before um, the news will play some uh, story and have video of a line all the way around the hospital. Um, people will show up to the hospital. There'll be like nobody there a few hours later. So like, there's always like a, 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 a thought that it might be staged because I mean, let, let's be honest, normal television has dropped rapidly um, with, with these new streaming um, services like Hulu and Netflix and, Amazon Prime, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people we know don't even have cable anymore. And this is the first real huge story that is now getting 24 hour watch. Everybody's trying to catch on because people are afraid for their safety. So there is, there is like an understanding of how possibly a media, which is a business, you know, CNN, Fox, yeah, that's a business and they need ratings and it's, and are they, are they doing are they doing what they're supposed to be where they're being unbiased and they're telling us the truth or are they, are they jazzing it up a little bit? Are they, are they adding a little bit of a little bit of something, something to keep you watching, you know? Exactly. What um, do you that's, think? That's a good question. Um, 
I think most people in America kind of feel that the news is uh, sensationalized. To what extent? Uh, that's up to everybody else to say for themselves. But it definitely is sensationalized and dramatized because at the end of the day, it's a business. The news does. I'm sure people want the best for the news owners and shareholders want the best for the public. But at the end of the day, that, that green, you know, um, then how do you do that? You take a one day story and you make it a week long story. I'm not saying the coronavirus is a one day story because, you know, right. it's going to be here for a hot minute. Right. But uh, yeah, what you're saying about lines and empty hospitals. I mean, people have evidence, make of it what you will of, you know, the same hospital rooms you're seeing in America or the same pictures you're seeing in Spain and so on and so forth around the world. And there's a lot of, uh, what's the word? It's just, it's a lot of, a lot, a lot of haze around this whole thing. It's hard. It's hard to get a clear picture on what yeah, this all is. I think it's, I think that we're in kind of a weird point right now when it comes to like our, our news, because I mean, you go to like CNN, you go to Fox. I remember during the, like during um, the presidential election <clears throat> a few years back, I would flip back and forth and they'd be talking about the same the story. completely different. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, or, or just like a story in general. Right. So they'd be talking about the same exact story. In my mind, the news should be, there should be no buy. It should be the details and that's it. Right. It should be from a neutral standpoint so we can make up our own decision. That's what crazy talk, at, Brian. That's crazy talk. I know. I know. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. And that's what I'm saying. So like when I hear these things, I can't help to think like, I mean, maybe it is, you know, I think that, I think that we definitely have a serious problem. I know that um, this virus is attacking, um, especially people that are already compromised health-wise. And then yeah. also, you know, the, the older generation. Um, and I have people in my family that are compromised. I have people that are older in my, in my, in my family. I think, I think everybody has a, at least knows somebody that's in a position. Where uh, somebody, yeah. Horrible. So there is a real worry, right? For sure. But it makes you question, you know, what is the difference between this and, the swine flu, this and all these other um, things that we've run into and we've never had this type of reaction to. Yes. The only thing I find, I'm not a historian, but I, I do dabble in history, but I find this comparable, the situation to like, you know, the, the threat of like nuclear annihilation in a way we had back, you know, with the Red Scare and all that stuff, McCarthyism and so on and so forth. There's a level of anxiety that the general public has about a particular subject or group of people, whether that's you know, some people holding, you know, negative viewpoints on a group of people because the virus originated from there, so on and so forth, or it's just the virus in general. It's something that we can't see. And, and in a way, the only way, only way we can see is by looking at another human being and you're not looking at a human being's face anymore. We're looking at a mask. You're looking at, you know, yeah. a hat, gloves, stuff like that. And it's in a way, it's a shame because it's very dehumanizing. Yeah. You know, um, I know somebody who is a uh, high level, like banker or whatever else, friend of a friend in my family and this guy makes well over six figures and his opinion is that people should be cold that's what he said and that's a, that's a very harsh word you know what i mean yeah i don't know if there's a better word friend? to say that it's not friend? my friend not okay, my friend yeah no. dude it sounds uh, a little bit like uh what's your name from uh tiger king yeah probably thinks okay this is what we need to do if there's no <laughs> humans in the world there's no virus but that's we have right. tigers unleash the tigers yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's it's crazy because uh, yeah, we're seeing a lot of crazy stuff, man. I'll, I'll let you take it from here. It's wild, man. I, I mean, I think that uh, like we said, in, you know, previously, this means something that we talk about for a very long time, and mm -hmm. something that uh, you know, we don't have kids now. Um, it's gonna be a while um, when I have kids, and whenever you, decide you hear that, ladies, kids. it's gonna be a while. Brian Riley's <laughs> taken as am I. But uh, 
but I mean, when I do, you know, uh, they're going to ask us about this like that. It's pretty crazy. Cause I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like we haven't had anything too like, I don't want to say significant, <laughs> like, like that's happened to our generation, but like we have been blessed to be in a time where we have so much at our disposal. Like mm. we have the internet, like the idea, if you went like a hundred years back and you told somebody, Hey man, you want to talk to somebody in China or you want to talk to somebody any, anywhere like in the world, just hit them up on zoom. You can see their face, hit them exactly. up on FaceTime. You can see their face. They would look at you and, and probably throw you in an institution. Yeah. You're doing, you're doing like black <laughs> magic or something. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. So I, I think that we've had a lot of things that, you know, obviously we all go through our own hardships, but as a whole, as a collective, um, We've never lived in a better time, ever. You know? Especially, ever. I'm talking to all you people who live in a Western developed society. Yeah, you're living at the peak of the peak. Your ancestors, you know what I mean? Yeah, we live in the top percent of the time you could ever live in. You know, running water, free running water, internet's one thing, but just stuff like that. You know, being able to get Postmates and you can't, you don't go out and kill your food. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get, that's my favorite. That's my favorite part. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm never going to hate on anybody that wants to better themselves ever in my life. I, I, I would never do that. Be great. Whatever you got to do, whatever you want to do, be great. That's how I look at it. However, however, I believe people are, they definitely show, based off their actions, you kind of see kind of what's important to them, right? Yes. And it, it, it strikes me as a kind of comedic that now that we can't leave the house, Mm-hmm. These people that I've seen never leave the house. Now they say that, you know, I wish I could do that. Right. Exactly. And that's what the I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this kind of wakes some people up because don't get me wrong. I, I like to sit, I like to chill out, watch Netflix too. And, and uh, you know, play some video games every once in a while, do whatever I need to do, watch movies. Obviously that's why I got into acting. I love movies. I love entertainment, but there is a part of our generation has forgot that we're supposed to be outside. We're supposed to be communicating. We're supposed to be socializing. We're supposed to be. Exactly. That, that's a part that's in our DNA. It's, I mean, think about this for however long human beings been alive. I don't know the exact number. Uh, we've been alive for a while. And for the first time ever, we're just sedentary and sitting in. It's like, it's like Wally. Have you seen Wally? <laughs> uh, I've seen parts. So, like, in the future, the Earth, they're on, they're on a spaceship now because Earth is just full of literal garbage. And right. all the human beings are, like, on these floating mattress recliner things and just all, you know, gluttonous and drinking giant smoothies and stuff like that. It's because everything's so convenient now. And for the first time, human beings are just they're going from killing and running and whatever else to uh, sitting and, you know, going on the Internet all day long or whatever, not, whatever dude, their vice is. Dude, we, like, you're right. This is the first time where I don't even, like, we don't even have to drive. Okay, it got to the point where, obviously, we don't have to hunt for our food anymore. But at sure. least we got to go to the grocery store and decide and pick something out or go to whatever your fancy is when it comes to fast food. At least you had to walk to your car, open the door up, get in, drive. There's a level of effort involved. Something. Yeah. Now, like, before it was just... Some- it was just pizza and Domino's that, that, that would come to you. Now it's anything you want. Grocery stores will deliver their groceries to you. They will pick them to out. You, to say, you. I want green beans. They'll send somebody to go pick green beans for you and bring them to your door. That's right. And don't get me wrong, man. I love using Amazon Prime to get, you know, whatever I want to get. Um, but as far as food-wise, I do I, – I, I, 
I don't know, man. I'm sure I'm sure I'll jump on the train a little bit at some point, but I can't get myself to do it yet. Right now, it feels a little wrong for me. Like that's I already not- feel like I already feel like if, if the world went like that's what made me think about this too. Like, let's say everything just goes down, right? It's going down, everybody. It's going down. Yeah. Let's I, do I don't want to say that I don't want to put that out in like you know the atmosphere, but I'm just saying if it did. Do you know how to hunt? I don't know how to hunt. Can you filter water? I don't know. Do you know what direction is north? Like, bro, I know how to lift some weights. I know how to act. I'm still even learning that. Like, there's things that I know how to do that in that situation would not help me. Everything that I've been taught would not help me at all. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, dude, I feel like if I'm not ready, I know a lot of these people are ready. You know who is ready? People with bunkers in their backyards and crazy stuff like that. I'm sure Joe Exotic would do well. I'm sure he would, man. He's just going to eat tigers all day. He would make it out. He would make it out. <laughs> He'd be like, uh, have you ever seen uh, This is the End? No. Oh, dude. Danny McBride's character in that, in that movie is so I funny. I love that guy. I had yeah. a coworker that, that was just like him, man. You asked me who would play Joe Exotic, it would be, I think, Danny McBride. Danny McBride just dye his hair a little bit. <laughs> He would be so good at it. He'd be so good. Who'd be Uh, Carol Baskin? I don't know. It would have to be somebody that could really just be heartless a little bit. (laughs) Dude, Uh, she she had the dude, she had her new husband. Um, like, I mean, hey man, if you're into some freaky stuff, go for it. Do your thing. She had him on a leash though. Did you see that? I did. Come on, man. Hey, if that for all for all the guys out there listening, if you guys are into that, that's cool. Don't ever let your girl take a picture of it. And definitely don't ever let your girl have another dude take a picture of you with it. You know? It's not going to look great, man. <laughs> How long were you thinking about that? Like, were you watching with your girlfriend? She was like, hey, uh, Brian, I'm getting, I'm getting an idea right now. <laughs> no, man. No, all I'm saying is that, look, if you got a girlfriend or you're out having a good time, or if you're a girl, you got, hey, do, do your freaky stuff. Do, do what you want to do. Have fun. But... Be careful what you photograph. Be careful what I you think video. Keep it in the, I think keep it – just keep things private. We live in an age for Everybody yeah. doesn't mind putting everything out there. Oh, I don't even want to Value see. your privacy, people. Value your it, privacy. You know how much Snapchat has probably – like how much, how much just photos are flying through the ether right now? Yes, yes. From people I mean, just being bored time, in yeah. their house. <laughs> what did you say? All the time. The people with the you – know, whether it's dumb Snapchat filters, Instagram. But I'm saying Facebook. right now. Right now, like oh, right man, now, probably with them stuck in their house. You know how making many, bank, dude. You know how, especially Snapchat, because that could be, you know, uh, it, it races supposedly after supposedly. it's out there. Supposedly, you know, Snapchat probably just has just a Rolodex of just the hive mind of like <laughs> all your dumb pictures and all your nudes that you thought would get deleted. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. It's uh, it's crazy times. I wonder how many babies are to come out of this. Oh, the COVID-19 babies? (laughs) We'll see in like seven months, right? October, uh, December, January. We'll see. Yeah. That and breakups. I heard heard in China, divorces are spiking because people are trapped inside with their spouses for so long. And now they're kind of being able to go outside, you know? Yeah. You got to think about that. How many families out there right now are with people that they love to be around or discovering that they do not like being around these people? Yeah. My my condolences. A certain amount of time. For sure. Let me just say, like, my condolences to people that are around people that they probably don't like being around that much and have no other option. It will pass everybody. But, man, if you're uh, with your spouse, now's a good time to practice, you know, uh, 
independence of some kind, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For the next two hours, this this is my side of the house. That's your side of the house. (laughs) Exactly. Put a line down. Put right. If you only got one toilet, you know, figure out the hours. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that even the best couples, man, like you got to have a little bit of time apart, you know, and and, uh, they should understand that. But there's definitely going to be some people that probably went into this thing. It was going to be a great idea. And then they changed their mind halfway through of who they should be spending this time with. But now they're stuck in that house. So exactly. <laughs> like, why but, uh, is this people? Yeah. But it's crazy, dude. I mean, like it's, uh, it's affecting, I mean, everything, even like sporting event, dude, it shut down the whole NBA. I knew this was serious. I know my skepticism is like before the NBA was shut down, but I knew this was serious when the NBA closed down a season. I was, I was like, okay, you know, this will blow over. Disneyland, whatever else is happening, but the NBA, brother, that's that I mean, me billions of dollars, billions of dollars that just got shut down. I'll tell you what's not getting shut down, though, is the UFC. Dude, really? Dana White, Dana White, uh, a little bit of background with the UFC, um, it's MMA. Um, they run by, well, they're owned now by a bigger company, but their president is named Dana White. And this guy does not run any, he doesn't run the UFC, like any other major sporting league you've ever seen, dude, like he'll cuss, he'll tell people to, to get the, you know, the F out of here, all this kind of stuff. He'll, he doesn't care. He doesn't give a damn. This dude was told about this. He ended up renting an Island. He has an Island that for the next six weeks or eight weeks or however long this, this lasts for, he's going to have fights there every weekend that are, that are uh, televised and you could buy still on pay-per-view. And I heard Cristiano Ronaldo has his own private island he's staying at right now. Damn. He's that's how you do it. Dude, you I should have been a soccer player, man. Those guys make so much damn money. He has an island. What You never heard of an NFL player having an island. True. You just hear about like the Bentleys and stuff. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's just. That, that's you beat Dana White, you have your own gladiators coming to your private island. As entertainment, you know, can make him. He's like chilling up there, like he's a, <laughs> like he's literally in Gladiator, like he's a Joaquin yeah. Phoenix up there. He's got a, he's got a drink the in his hand. Little things in his ears, got yeah. the giant banana leaf they're blowing him with. Kill him, you know. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> my guy was like, "I'll do it. I'll fucking do it." <laughs> yeah, dude, it's just, it's just absurd. Like, I don't know even how you do that. How do you, how do you rent an island? Who do you call? You know, what blows my mind. It's kind of like. This is totally different, but like stars, who the hell do you call to buy a star and then name it? You know what oh, I mean? oh, oh, like literally, like you know, people, literally, like in people the sky do that. Stars. People do that. In the, I know. In the sky stars. Yeah. 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 I know. I've seen like people do that for like, you know, anniversaries. Like they'll get it for, you know, their wife or their husband or whatever. Um, yeah. I always think about it. Like, how do you know which star that is? Exactly. Like, uh, <laughs> it's one of those. It's that one. Like, I could honestly just tell, tell my girlfriend, like, hey, I got you a star and just point at one. Yeah, yeah. How would what is like what is the proof? I don't know, man. It's 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 a scam, it's a scam among <laughs> among the many scams associated with uh that stuff, right? I bet you it's not cheap either. No, dude, it's probably like a lot of money. I don't know. Yeah. Actually, I take that back because I didn't know a tiger was two grand. What's up with that? Like a cub is like five grand. <laughs> no, it's you two, buy grand. One for two grand. It's two grand. Dude, there's dogs that are more expensive than that. Dude, there's birds that are more expensive than that. <laughs> I couldn't believe it wow. when he said that but he's like but then they tell us when they grow up it's like a hundred grand a year to, to what do they feed say them. how much it was to feed them like forty thousand dollars like a year i think it was a hundred grand a year hundred grand for one tiger dude they eat so much meat 
Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> they eat so much meat. But the idea that you could purchase a a, 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 tie, a cub mm-hmm. for two grand. That's all Do I need. Do you think people should have private ownership of, of exotic pets like big cats? I don't think so, man. I, I, I don't think any of those cats were happy. True. <laughs> like, you know, dude, it made me so mad when I saw Carol. And she has just like a tiger eating, you know, it's he's in a cage, but he has a tiny, tiny cage just for his head to stick out in. Dude, that looks yeah. like that's just dude, so that wrong. thing. It was in a really small cage too, a super small cage. Like none of these tigers are living good lives. No, none of them. No, they're not. It's like, they're, they're breeding so many. Like there should be more. Come there's more. Yeah. There's more in. Um, there's more in like those types of places, and there are in the actual. There are more wild. in Africa, or the more in America than there are in Africa. That's what. They yeah. Said. Yeah, I, I just don't think like I mean, pretty much what that would be was that if like. For us personally, if how we're feeling right now for a coronavirus, if it was like this for the rest of our life, and we wouldn't be able to handle that, like we would, we would literally fall apart. So I don't really understand how anybody could feel like they're doing. I just don't understand how anybody could feel like they're doing the right thing when it comes to these these tigers. I mean, like I'm looking at that, and I feel like we're in cages right now, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm looking at them, and at least we understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. We can understand that at some point this is going to end, and uh, we're going to be able to go back outside, live our normal life, um, and have all that. They don't know that. Animals don't know that. So in, in, in their minds, they're, they're, this is – well, first of all, they don't know that, but they also don't know is that this, that's never going to end for them. Yeah, it's um, – it's- it's crazy because it's like you have these animals and you say, oh, I care about them, but they can't go outside. Like they can't, they don't have any real space. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And like that part, it was so, so messed up, but it was hilarious when somehow Joe got like perfume on his boots and they were trying to like sniff him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was well, I think they put, I felt so, well, they put like they, meat or something. Fish oil, like, fish oil or something. Fish oil, yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, God, that was hilarious, man. I saw this like funny video. They're like, slide to the left. And he's just getting you dragged. But, uh, it's like, man, these poor tigers. I, I'm sure to a degree that they really love these people. But one minute, they're cool to you, the people. And the next minute, like, they're, they're shooting you because you're just trying to sniff something, you know? Yeah. It's like, at the end of the day, you know, I kind of side with uh, that guy, Josh Dial, on this, you know. I'm a, li- I'm a libertarian, so, you know, the feds and all that. But yeah, I'm all for freedom. But, man, owning a tiger, like, you should, if you don't have the necessary resources to allocate to, that, to every single tiger... There yeah. should be a limit. There should be some kind of regulation. I think that, yeah. I mean, if they were like an actual, um, if it felt like they're really helping these animals, like let's say that they were not necessarily, um, you know, using them for profit, but even if they were taking it, like some of the zoos, um, I know people have mixed opinions on zoos. Some of them are very nice. Some of them are not. Um, but some of them will only take in, um, you know, animals that were injured. Right. Exactly. So, so in the wild, they would literally die if they didn't get taken in and they yeah, take them in a, a very endangered species. There's a, yeah. There's a yeah. And they heal them and, yeah. and they, they are able to live in that, in that sense, like, cool. Also too, when I go to like a normal, like if I go to the San Diego wild animal park or the San Diego zoo, bro, you have like, I went to, Oh no, not even dude. I went to Portland like a, a few months ago and I went to the zoo. They have this tiger in there. He has, it's just one tiger, male tiger, and there's four lion, like, or one lion and four lionesses around him, just chilling. Now, Pimp. yeah, in, in that sense, I would be cool. 
Like yeah. I'm chilling. Like, like, hey man, th- I'm getting free meat. You're throwing it to me, and I just get to chill here. I don't have people trying to kill me or anything like that. But they, he had, they had the right amount of space for five lions. And mm-hmm. in this, in this documentary, dude, they have like a hundred, hundred lions. It or was tigers. so crazy. They had this shot of like they're all like in the same cage and like they're running in a circle, dude. Like, dude, that it looks like it looks like, like a swarm of fish. Yeah, it's like a school of fish or something. It's crazy because these are big animals, man. And they're not like, these are bold animals. Yeah. And they're just huddled together like cattle, in yeah. a, you know, in a farm. It's, yeah. And it's they're really so sad. powerful, dude. Like, they're not, I, I think, I think the same amount of respect. The thing that I think that makes me the most upset about it is that, you know, what happens is, like we said, is that these people probably went into this um, for the right reasons. But then they started buying into that they're famous because of them, right? They're famous yeah. because they're powerful. No, dude. The, the reason why you're famous is because you have this amazing animal. This thing is a freaking beast of an animal, mm-hmm. you know? It, it, like, so, like, pretty much you're, you're, you're taking away from something that is so, like, magnificent and amazing. And then you're trying to capture that. And it just not, it's, it just doesn't, it doesn't work out well, man. Like I, I just look at it and it just doesn't, it doesn't fit well with me. Like I said, if they were taking, if they're taking in animals that were injured, they're going to die. If they didn't take them in, that's one thing. And they had the right amount of space. Yes. But when you start adding up to like a hundred lion or a hundred tigers. Yeah, you're breeding them just for profit, whatever it is. Yeah. It's, it's, and then um, you're shooting them when they clear. get to a certain age. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, dude. Uh, th- I mean, that, that one guy again. His name Josh Style. He said at the end of the documentary that all the money that Carol, you know, Joe, Doc Gannel, whatever, all these, all the money that these people spent on their sanctuaries, on their lawsuits, on whatever else, and the money that people spent on Joe's governor, you know, his run for governor, all this stuff, people would donate to Joe and them included and their fans. If they all donated all that money, just somehow all that money could be taken out of whatever they spent it on and could just be devoted towards actual true conservation. That's how the animals would win. Yeah. But the animals didn't win out of this. Yeah. The animals lost because now they got, you know, those, that loser Jeff and Carol still like running their little zoos and everything. It's, it's like nobody won. The animals didn't win. Let's yeah. talk about the actual real problem here. And it's that these people don't care about animals and they're just using them for profit. Yeah. I know, Should man. Should it be illegal? I don't know. It's I, wild. I, but it's I mean, definitely ethically wrong, in my opinion. Yeah. It just, it was also interesting to see. I mean, obviously, we don't live in Oklahoma or we don't live you know, um, we're on the West coast, you know? Um, so it was interesting to see, like, we're not used to having so much land. Like it feels like they could almost do, I mean, cause they have so much like land just open that they could just do whatever they want with these lands. And like nobody, there's no real, uh, like repercussions. There's no real like regulation. Whereas dude, if you try to pull something like that, even, I don't care if it is your land. If somebody heard a lion in your backyard, dude, some, one of your neighbors is calling you in and it's not going to go well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the thing they say. It's like every exotic animal has like a, it's a time bomb. I mean, there was a story, was crazy stories, I guess, of monkeys, you know, the people own monkeys and eventually that monkey they, will snap and it'll rip yeah, your face off. They'll rip your face off, dude. And I mean, and then you got these cops, these poor dudes get called in to shoot at these animals. It's, it's dude. Yeah. Dude, I don't mean to I laugh. Mean, at what but, point? But can you imagine getting that call? Like, yeah, like, honestly, I don't mean to laugh, man. Dude, I, Joe Rogan I, would be like, "Tag me in, tag me in. I'm a bow hunt him." 
dude, but can you imagine that? You walk in and somebody's face is ripped off and you have a monkey swinging from the chandelier coming at you. Yeah. What kind of day is that? Planet of the Apes right there, bro. Planet of the Apes. And we don't learn. That's the thing is that we have all these movies. Like we have all these movies. We also have movies about technology, right? Like there's a reason why we have all these movies about technology eventually taking over and us, it's not going well for us. Yeah. But we can't say no. We can't. It's too. It's too. Uh, too intoxicating. No. It's too like, much, man, dude. Walking Dead looks kind of scary, but I kind of want that apocalypse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People are like, "Damn, Skynet's kind of scary," but you know, Terminators sounds like fun. Or like even this lady that got her arm ripped off. It's like, yeah, that might have been a sign. Like, hey, not for you. Yeah. D- don't do this. Well, I'm, like I'm Joe, gonna give you one Joe one said, quick sign, and then you probably should get out. No. Nah, yeah, for me one time. <laughs> but that other part where Joe's like. I am never going to financially recover from this. It's oh, like, yeah. yeah. You should have not recovered from that. But then eventually. He was cool his, about it. He was cool about it. Uh, his concern wasn't so much about the employee. It was about saving face. And I mean, I understand that to a certain degree. You're running a business. But man, that's a human, that's a human being. Yeah. These human beings are devoting their livelihood. Like that, that one guy with the, the long hair, that one fellow, he was like, I spent, you know, like decades here. You know, he doesn't get to see his tigers again, whatever else. And it's, it's dude, just nobody wanted that. Yeah. Nobody won. Yeah, dude, it's a, it's a trip. Um, it's a pretty wild documentary. I, I saw this other pretty wild story, dude. Um, I don't know if you know too much about, like, you know, Floyd Mayweather, the boxer. Uh, I'll follow him a little bit, you know. Fights yeah. Are okay. Yeah, so he has, like, uh, I don't know how many kids he has. I think he has, like, four or five. It seems like he's actually, like, a you know, a really good dad. It seems like he's... Good for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, from what, you know, I've seen, it seems like he's in their lives, and I think one of the, one of his sons like is trying to be a rapper and and he seems like pretty supportive of that but one of his daughters was dating this rapper i, I don't really know this guy i listen to rap music but i think is um uh, i completely forgot what this guy's name is but um <laughs> i guess she was dating this rapper and she walked in on him with another girl mm. and uh, a rapper with another girl That's yeah like, what <laughs> what fake news uh, <laughs> so so she freaked out you know she got angry i think like the uh she got escorted out of the hotel she snuck back in somehow i don't i don't know what who the security is that money Money. my dad yeah she thinks back in she ends up stabbing the girl right she's (laughs) yeah (laughs) ends up stabbing the girl i think the girl's okay i I don't think she died or anything like that but goes to jail Uh, she goes to jail and it just made me think dude like it's like even with you know, Floyd Mayweather seems like he's been, you know, in his, in his kids' lives. I don't know how healthy it is. And this, you know, it does, it does uh, talk to us as actors because hopefully, you know, we're at the point um, at some time in our lives where our careers are extremely successful and, you know, uh, we're doing the thing that we love to do. But there does come the risk of putting our family kind of in the, you know. Spotlight. Um, the spotlight. And, and having, yeah. especially as a kid, you know, um, I think it affects adults already like you see it affecting adults but especially kids you know when they don't hear no ever because their dad is floyd mayweather or or they get everything handed to them or they have just an endless amount of money it can't be um a natural yeah, just that well of course it's not it's definitely not natural it's not natural dude like but it's like it's not even just that they're never getting told no it definitely is part of that but it's like your dad's not around you know what i mean i'm sure that he's yeah. around as he probably can be i don't know floyd or whatever the, the particulars are, but just in general, like celebrities and having kids, I mean, unless you're devoted towards being a kid at that point, those kids are just kind of getting an absent 
part of that, you know, that, uh, that parenting, hopefully the mother or the other spouse or whoever is picking up the slack, but the actual father or mother that can't actually be there for their kids. Cause whatever reason, like, yeah, kind of like the tigers I was, I was talking about the kids don't win. You know, mm-hmm. you can give them all the money yeah. that you want so that they're, they're pacified and distracted. But at the end of the day, man, that time with their parents and that's invaluable. Yeah. And maybe that's why she fucking stabbed somebody. Pardon my language, or, but stab or somebody. Like, or just like that's that crazy. idea. Like, I feel like you don't, dude, I feel like growing up, like you take some, you take a lot of, you need to take L's. You need to, you need to have some losses on your belt. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, like middle school, humbled. not fun for me. Not fun for me. I was awkward how everybody is. I didn't yeah. know what was going on. Like you're, you're, you need to take L's to figure out how do I operate in Around the other people? World. How do I know yes. my limits? Yeah. Right. But you see these, these, uh, or even like child stars, you know, it doesn't, for a lot of them, it doesn't end up well because it, nobody like is checking them. Nobody is, uh, now I, I don't condone being made fun of and all that kind of stuff, but kids are going to be kids. I feel like, and there is a little bit of that. Um, there could definitely, there's, there, there's bad ways to do it. And that's bullying. And there's like, you know, like friends being like, why'd you say that? You know, yeah, just teasing uh, you. And yeah, you know, like yeah. how we, even how we interact, like if I say something that's just like outlandish, you're going to be like, Whoa, what, <laughs> you know, you're not exactly. gonna just let it slide. You're not gonna just let it like, like just skate on through. You're going to call me out on it. Cause you're my boy. You're, you're going to call me out on it. You need that. You have to have that because when nobody does that, you think that you're saying the right things or doing the right mm-hmm. things. So when you do these things, you're not thinking. It's not even that you're not thinking. Is that it doesn't even cross your mind that it's a bad thing to do. Exactly. I mean, that, that's a mindset that gets built up over, you know, X, Y amount of years. I'm never being told, like, no, as you said. Everybody always tells you yes. It's like, should I buy that Ferrari? It's like, yeah. Should I go stab that chick? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't think anybody in their house was like, yeah, you should definitely go stab this woman, like, or stab somebody if they, you don't like them. However, I think that a lot of little things add to a big thing, for sure. Right? And it so, when when you're letting, um, obviously, we don't have kids yet. So again, this is coming from. Obviously, we're not hands on when it comes to having a kid, but from seeing from afar, when I'm looking at it. A lot of times, if the kids aren't being checked, if they're not being told, like, hey, this is the right way to go, this is the wrong way to go, don't do this, don't do that, hey, mm-hmm. you shouldn't get into fights. That's not cool, right? Yep. Only if it's the last option. Um, if they do get in a fight, obviously, you know, that happens, but like, you know, they're somewhat disciplined for it. It doesn't lead to stabbing. Like, like it's exactly. the same way, it's the same way, it's the same way, like, like a lot of times people don't just jump to like, the most, the craziest drug you've ever seen, right? Sure, there's little, little, little gateway drugs. There's right? steps. The yeah. same way when it, I feel like it's the same way when it comes to this. Like, I've never, in, like, I've never thought about just jumping to stab somebody. Well, yeah, it goes like, at some point in that kid's life, they pushed it too far, and someone was like, that's okay, that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. And the kid did it again and again and again. And uh, maybe that kid will kill someone. I don't know. Hopefully yeah, she dude, you right. never know like you never know and it's uh but i think what we're trying to say is that discipline is it's, it's important not yeah. just like for your own personal life but man if you have kids or someone that you're trying to mentor discipline is a really it's it's valuable yeah you know, discipline I, I don't know who said this but um, i'm butchering it but discipline is freedom in a way you know mm-hmm. you know what the right choices are for you or for your kids and that gives you the uh the freedom 
from affording the reality that you want for them. You know, I'm sure Floyd doesn't want her, his daughter's name in the news in a story like that. That's horrible. You no, know, I'm for, sure. For yeah, him I'm and sure everybody else involved. I'm but, sure he's um, extremely disappointed, man. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, he's worked this hard. And that's, that's, that's the thing that, that's sad about it too, is that like, you do look at a lot of these actors, these actors, kids, and me and you personally know how hard it is for them to get there. Like for an actor to get to a, the rock level or a Kevin Hart or, or a Bradley Cooper or Joaquin Phoenix. Now that was a huge range of different types of actors, but for them to get to that type of, um, uh, first name basis where everybody in the world knows who you are. It's a household name. Yeah. Dude, celebrities, you know. That takes so much time and effort, so much grinding that you don't see right now. All you see, right. And that's the thing too, with our generation, bro. Everything that you see on like The Rock or the, or the Kevin Hart or – I do love this new documentary that came with Kevin Hart. We, we could touch back up on that, but um, not new, but a little bit far back. But um, all these people, they're, they're posting the positive stuff right on Instagram. So you're yeah. seeing like The Rock work out and yada, whatever. Dude, you did not see all the freaking hard times that this dude had to go through. I just assume when the guy is not posting a video being positive that he's, he's crushing a PR or something. that's that's, that's what i think he's doing dude that's what that's what most of the world thinks and that's the craziest part and we see that every day in la if you if you do want to be an actor obviously we are not we are not uh those household names like we just named off yet but the one thing i think we've both i think one thing that we've both seen is that whether you're at a student film level basis if you just became sag if now you're auditioning for bigger stuff or now you're getting bigger stuff it's never going to come easy. There's always going to be a grind. Nobody, I don't care. I've heard every story out there about how Brad Pitt just got found. How Matt McConaughey how, got a job at a bar at two in the yeah. morning. Yeah. But dude, they never go back for where Matthew McConaughey was actually studying to be an actor. He was prepared for that part. And then he killed yeah. the part in Days and Confused. And then he went on to LA and then built his name. Like there's, there's, there's different, the way that they portray it is not what's actually happening out in LA. Exactly, because the, the real reality of it is not as pretty as it is to just say, oh, you know, uh, Bill Gates didn't go to college or whatever absurd, you know, things you hear people say. Because the truth is, is that having a daily grind, as you said, it's it looks pretty when you can say, yeah, that's my life. People think, wow, that's cool flex, right? Yeah. But like, like Dwayne Johnson, but at the end of the day, like that's a sweating, grueling process, no matter like what your field is what facet of the industry that you're involved in, whether it's entertainment, sports, or, you know, medical, what it's hard to get to the, to those different heights. And uh, that's an understatement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I would say too, man. Like, cause we've seen, we've seen people drop, like just in the two years that we've been in LA. Um, I think that we've, you know, we've grown people as actors and, and we've worked hard, but with that, we've seen great actors. We've seen actors that, you know, uh, maybe didn't, you know, um, come with all the same tools as some others. We've seen people from a whole range of talent and even the most talented have just dropped out. People with a little bit can go very far. Some yeah. people that have a lot going for them can go nowhere and they, they can drop like, like a fly because, because they, I think they have an unrealistic viewpoint on, on what it is to be an actor, what it is Honestly, any goal or dream that you have, if it's a dream, it should be difficult to get to. Exactly. If it's, if it's something, worth having, it's going to be hard to have. Yeah. And you I should care. want that. That gives you a purpose. Exactly. I don't care if you want to be um, an artist when it comes to like acting, 
uh, whether that's being an art musician, I don't care if you want to be a doctor or a dentist, I don't care what you want to be. It's going to take be time. Like the best probably you can be, you want to be the best housewife, best boyfriend, girlfriend, that's whatever right. you aspire to be. Yeah. It's going to take a grind. And I think they get confused because they see all the stuff that's in, you know, the tabloids, they see, they see uh, the movies, but they also don't know, dude, to make that movie, dude, just to make a commercial. I was on a, I was on a commercial that was probably, this is one of my first like bigger commercials. It was like 15 seconds, literally, literally short enough where it was during a bowl game and we started the bowl game five minutes late and I missed it. I, we waited the whole bowl game and I never saw it. So it was that short. It was 15 seconds, literally like that. It took us four days of nine to 12 hour days to make this thing. That was the day where I had to decide, do I really love this or do I not? Because yeah, the yeah. idea that, that this, that, you know, um, commercial acting is definitely a different style of acting. Um, but, you know, I think that it's fair to say that a lot of people would probably say that, you know, something that you do in commercial is definitely um, not as depth, not as much depth as needed as if you're going to be uh, Joaquin Phoenix and the Joker, right? Um, uh, and a lot of these big time movies. So the idea that 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 one commercial that took 15 seconds to play on this uh, bowl game took four days to shoot means yeah, that it wasn't like a 15 seconds just for Brian Riley Jr. That was no. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't get how 50 much seconds. you got out of that. You saw me. I think you saw me for maybe not like, dude, you saw me for a, I might be being like. I might be being crazy when I say a second and a half. Like that might yeah. be too much time for me to it get just, They see you opening, you know, a Coca-Cola, whatever it yeah. might be. Yeah. It's, it's the smallest little thing. It's literally, you have to pause it. And then, yeah, your family gets excited, <laughs> but you're like, but it's over it's as fast as you saw it. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone, dude. Like it is so quick and it was still an awesome experience. And I was blessed to have it. But when you have those type of, um, and I've even heard with other actors, like they'll have, you know, these, they'll be on set for two months or they'll be on set for two weeks of, of, a, of, a, of an actual filming session that's probably like two or three months, yeah. and their whole part will get cut off, out. Yeah. And they won't even be told. They'll show up to the, to the premiere with their wife or their, or their husband or whoever they bring and like, or oh, whoever check this they out. Think it's, whoever's proud of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ch- check this out. And from the start to the end, you don't see that person's face. Mm-hmm. That's the kind yeah, of crazy stuff that happens, dude. And it's like – be like everybody i don't care who they are they probably have moments like that they just don't express it they don't tell you that and i think that that's where if you're someone that's grinding this is the right podcast for you because we're going to keep it real and uh we're going to tell you like it is man because um i think a lot of people we've seen a lot of people come and go in la and all different types of uh backgrounds with all different you know different types of goals whether that's acting producing directing wherever that is just because I think they, they came in with a different type of mentality. They, they weren't prepared for what they're, what's realistically is waiting for you. Realistically, what's waiting for you, if you don't know or you, you do know and you need like a little reminder. I mean, it's what's waiting for you is a demand with uh, a lot of competition to say as an understatement. But there's a demand for someone who is a business mind as well as that creative mind. And you see a lot of people that are coming to LA to be musicians, actors, producers, writers, and they are incredibly talented and creative people. But when it takes a certain level of stress competence or, or, or discipline to be that business 
part of themselves. That's, that's a hard fundamental part to work on that is worth allocating time to be better on because it's going to be hard to come out there and pursue your goal. Just like any other goal, you need that discipline. And that's what makes this a little unique is, you know, you got to be a creative mind. You you need need to be business oriented and be sharp about that because like you said, people come and go for various reasons, but in the day it's not usually because they weren't talented. Of course, there's people who aren't as talented, but right. Right. I mean, there's definitely, and there's definitely some luck involved and there's definitely a need for talent. Um, you need to have a realistic um, point of view on, on where your weaknesses are, where your strengths are and what you need to attack. Um, and you also, like you've been said, I mean, you need to have a business mindset. If, if you're like us and you came out when you were, you know, in your twenties or if you come out younger, you're gonna have a lot of people that are looking, that are looking at you like, you don't know what you're talking about and you need to have the confidence, um, which you should. And that's, I mean, that's the whole reason why we call this act your age, right? That's, that's a, um, an expression used all the time. I think that, uh, we've heard it, you know, plenty of times. What, like, what does that even mean? We're all different. We're all, we're all, we're all changing. We're all, we're all different individuals. Just because I'm 24 doesn't mean somebody else is 24 thinks the same way as me. And that's how we both say guys, Brian Riley might be 24 going on 25. (laughs) <laughs> but uh this guy is is more mature than a lot of people that i know i mean very mature guy and that's kind of what we call it act your age you know as uh reactors right right but to be out here pursuing like a goal or a dream you have to be be a little little mature or whatever else because you want that success and i know everybody wants it badly mm-hmm. you got to act your age and 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 do what you think they treat yourself like you're someone that's worth, you know, taking care of in a way. Yeah. And that means taking care of yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Yeah. And that's kind of what it means to act your age, you know, whether you're yeah. 20, you're 30, 50. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, I think that uh, once you start kind of realizing that, you know, and you start believing in yourself, people feed off of that confidence and they know kind of to stop messing with you, especially in a place like LA, um, I think there's a lot of people like we were talking about with Tiger King. There's a lot of people that are preying on the weak. And it's the truth because they know that there's so many people in LA that are, are chasing their dreams and, and, and they want it so badly that yep. th- they're sometimes blinded. Somebody could tell them, yeah, I'll make you a star if you do this. Pretty promises. Yeah. 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 And, um, and you need to go with your gut because uh, realistically, no matter how old you are, you should have confidence in, in what you're bringing. You should have confidence in your abilities in yourself. That's the only way that you're making this game. I believe. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about that. Like to actually have that confidence that is so crucial to, uh, to, to achieve success. That confidence, the only way that you can develop it, you know, you hear fake it till you make it. Like it's mm-hmm. worked for me a little bit, you know, and it still kind of does serve me, but you know, they will help serve me to make my confidence and maintain confidence in my craft and my person is to just be out there trying. And right. That means what it means. You need to learn and have experience. And the only way to do that is by applying yourself. So if you're thinking about pursuing your dream, whatever your dream is, you just got to go for it. Right. Be prepared I, to whatever the best is you can, but you got to go for it. Right. I mean, that's how we met. I mean, we met in an acting class. Dude, that was uh, taking your first acting class is not an easy thing. The idea of getting in front of people you don't know, um, acting in front of camera, and then now, you know, that footage is there forever. Um, and you have to be vulnerable. You have to be, you know, in the moment, you have to do things that you've been told your whole life. You shouldn't do that idea is, is, is nerve wracking. Um, but just like that for anything that you're doing, 
if you do it once you realize okay i didn't i didn't die yeah (laughs) i didn't i didn't nobody nobody laughed at me like nobody because you want the hardest eye that's looking at you is your own is you everybody else is kind of thinking oh jesus it's my turn next yeah what am i going to say what am i going to do did i do my work right that's the best thing because that kind of keeps you in check but you realize the the harshest criticism you're going to get it most of the time from you yeah and honestly it should be i mean you see these people uh i like there is also a difference between having too much confidence. Like you see some of these 100%. people that are so unrealistic, man. Like they come in, I, I, see some people come in auditions. Like they haven't looked at their lines. They're just like, I'm just going to wing it. You're just going to wing it. And that might work some of the time, but let me dude, tell you, man, from, from I, personal experience, <laughs> it doesn't work. Dude, I would not suggest doing that. I mean, I know some people are like, I do better. This is not, I was that person that did well in like presentations when I, when I, if I did wing it in school or something like that, yeah. this is not that like, no, when you get into the real, real world, people will call you out. Every audition. is like a job interview. Yeah. You know I mean, you want to go to a remember. job interview. And they remember, and it's a small world, right? Like I'm sure it is in every industry. You don't go into a job interview, not knowing, man, not knowing your eight, you know, your, your hand from your ass. You got to know stuff. I mean, <laughs> you got to right, do man. some prepare, some preparation. I remember the story of Matthew McConaughey. He's like, you know, I got the script and a bunch of the lines were in Spanish. And I, they were like, <laughs> okay, here you go. And he's like, hey, I, need, I need 12 minutes to go look at this. And he, you know, he was going to wing it. And he takes 12 minutes and he comes back in and he just bombs. Yeah. He bombs up the story all the time and it just goes to say like yeah you can wing it you might get it you might not but man at the end of the day hard work beats talent talent doesn't work hard yeah and i mean the worst i mean the worst feeling ever i mean personally for me is look if you do want to be an actor or if you're doing anything in life there's gonna be times where you fail and i think in acting it's something like if you're landing I think it's like 30% of the auditions that you go into, you're killing good numbers. Yeah. yeah. Like you are, you are murdering. Like if you, if you go in, like, think about that statistic, like one out of every three, if you're booking, that's like amazing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Like, can you imagine in the NFL? Like if you were a wide receiver and you caught one out of every three balls, you'd be fired. You'd be out. And so that was something that was difficult for me. Cause I did come from the sports background um, where where and I was literally a wide receiver, and that's that's literally how I thought. So when I'd go in and I wouldn't book it, like it took me a second to figure out that's a part of what's going on here. But the difference is, and that's, between, and that's it's okay, and it's okay. But the difference is between you know, um, not booking, but showing up prepared. That's not a bad thing. But if you don't show prepared, you don't even give yourself a fighting chance and possibly ruin any chance of going back into that room, into that audition. Cause there's only so many casting directors in LA They They remember. So if you come in, oh. you don't even know the lines you might not, you with that casting director, you may never get called in again. You just lost yeah, I mean, 10 opportunities, man. If not more, I mean, it's yeah. uh, whether you're SAG or not SAG, you have an agent, you don't working with these, uh, you know, these young student casting directors at universities whatever your little your arena is that you're working on people will remember now, that's if you do a good job or you don't do a good job like say you get you get the part that's great but if you don't get the part and you did your absolute best you can you know you had your preparation on point mm-hmm. you're professional they will remember that 
Yeah. So you might not get the part now, but hey, a year down the line, they might have a part just for you because of that. Yeah. And honestly, the the reason that you don't get the part, we're in the one business where they're allowed, literally they're allowed to be superficial. Like they're allowed to say, hey, you don't look the way that we want you to look. Yeah. There is no, (laughs) there, (laughs) there is no other profession that they're allowed to do that today. Yeah. At least not be upfront about it. I mean, they might do it, but they yes. can't, they can literally tell you, Hey, we don't like, you don't have enough muscle or Hey, we don't like how your hair is or. And it could be, and they could just say, we just don't want to go with you, Yeah, you know, for whatever reason. And in acting, it could, and it could be anything, anything. Yeah. yeah. So it's almost anything worth thinking about speculating. Why didn't I get the job? Right. And it could just be because you walked in and one minute ago, you would have one minute, you know, you know, you don't. right. But if you could walk out and be proud of your performance, that's a win. That, that's a and what win. does it mean to be proud of your performance, Brian? Like, what does it mean for you? I think it's just to be, I, I think if I'm in the zone, if I feel like I, I didn't mess up any lines, I feel like I kind of what we were talking about preparation, man. Like if I yeah. feel like I went in there and I did everything I want to do, because that's the thing too, is that you're making choices. Just like any interview process, you're making choices on what you think they want to hear and what you think you could bring to this job. Right. And if they don't like that, then cool. It is what it is. But as long as you went in there and you did everything you wanted to do, then I think that's successful. Like that's a exactly. win for me. I mean, but you know, that's like being in the NFL. It's uh, like you, you're incredibly talented, Brian. But there are just people Appreciate who naturally at, at a level. You are too, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, any like any arena there's, that you're working in, there's gonna be people who are just whether it's genetics or God-given talent, whatever it might be, who are just gonna be a little better than you. That's Dude, what you can do. About it. <laughs> Dude. And after that, the idea that you do what you can do that's under your control. You know, mm-hmm. because you can't control whether the casting director picks you, the coach, you make the, you know, whatever it is. You can't control their decision, but you can do what's in your control to influence that and your odds is the best you can. Yeah. And that's, that's what I've really learned and honed in on in my time in LA. And it's that's helped right. me out in so many areas of my life personally. That's right. Yeah, man. I mean, at the end of the day, like, um, life is not fair. I no, realized really. that when I didn't, when I did have my short little stint in the NFL, you're sitting in the locker room, you're looking around, you're like, what the? what like you're looking at people you're like what are you bro like you're not a human like there's well, guys, i didn't say that brian said that <laughs> dude they're they're just like there's so many people in there from just the linemen from how big they are like you like we feel like pretty you know like in, in normal society we're we're good sized dudes like we're, we're pretty good sized guys you Ladies, get to brian this, riley is uh what six one six two six six two six two yeah. i'm six two on a good day <laughs> we're we're, we're kind of we're a little above average yeah man. we're doing all right but you see some people or or you have <laughs> you're you're on the field man and you have a guy that weighs 60 pounds more than you but runs like a 4 4 40 and hits like a truck and it's like okay all right we're not all the same no, like there are superhumans among us <laughs> yeah 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 and it's the same when it comes to acting the same when it comes to if you want to be a doctor it's the same everything that you do there's gonna be some people that naturally just get it they they understand it it clicks and um that doesn't mean you can't beat them though because for the, there's yeah same for people some of them yeah there are people listening that they're in that position but they yeah. need to hear this they need to hear yeah what you're gonna say. yeah because if you are in that position then you need to maximize your your gifts you need to maximize your gifts. And if you're not in that position, then so cool. Now you need to outwork everybody because you have to bet that most of the people out there that do have those gifts are going to rely on those gifts. And that's when you overtake them because you're working harder than them. And at the end of the day, 
um, no matter how good looking you are, no matter how, how great of an actor you are, no matter any of this stuff, I think that it comes down to for a lot of these casting directors that or directors or producers is who do I want to work with? Who's going to show up on time? Who's going to get the job done? Yes. Who do I trust? Who do I trust? And so that's where the hard work comes in and you have to bet on yourself that this is going to pay off in the end. Even if right now you see somebody getting these quick, these quick little, you know, moments in like little flashes. How many times have we seen people with these one hit wonders or these people? They don't stick around, man. yeah. Yeah. Or these people that are like these heartthrobs. Um, but once they get out of that, like that area of being the it person, they can't. There's another it. it person. Yeah. And then there's another one it. and another. Yeah. Yeah. It, because, it, because I think they fell into the trap. We're kind of what we were talking about with like some of these celebrities' kids where it's like they fell into the trap where they have all these yes men around them and they forgot that, you know, I do still need to work. I do still need to, to get after it because there's somebody coming for my job every day. And that's the thing like that's that's man that is universal let me just tell you that there is unless you're blessed and i mean really blessed the idea of true job security you don't have that you know i work for a big corporation as my day job and um and, and any second i think most people feel this way and any second they will replace you with somebody else yep you're on the chopping block every second dude every it's second and that you know that's we can't change that is that wrong i think it's wrong but can we change that no we can't what can you do yeah. You can work to better your person. Yeah. That's I mean, the opportunity at, you have. Even look at right now, dude, with this, like, uh, with this pandemic that we're, we're dealing with right now, you had so many people that were sure that they probably played the safe card. They lived everything. They did everything they were supposed to do. They did nothing wrong. And somehow yeah. they're out of a job and they don't know how they're going to pay their mortgage. Life just is not fair. I know that sounds, you know, but that's just, that's just the truth of it. It's people the truth. People are uh, being given an unfair card, but in the end of the day, what are you responsible for? You and yourself. And uh, that's a daily, daily thing. You need to, you know, tend to that garden, so to say, you know, because it's unfair. But uh, what you do in your own free time, you know, when you're not working, like right right now, we have a lot of free time. And whether it's that time you have away from your kids or whatever other responsibilities you have, work on just making yourself that better person, you know, not not to get, you know, the next big job, whatever it is, but just make you that much better today. And then tomorrow and then next year. You build off that stuff. That stuff all adds up. It does. And it, and I mean, you see it every year when you're in the gym and you see people come in for the new year's resolution and they get upset after two weeks because they're not in shape yet, but it takes yeah. time, dude. Like it, 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 everything is just like the gym, whether you're working your mind, you're working your body, whatever that may be, your voice, if you're a singer, whatever it is, it takes time. There are some people that are naturally gifted, but I'm not that person. I don't think Ethan's that person. I think that we have talent. We have talents. But I think that one of our biggest strengths in town is that we, we're willing to outwork. We're willing to get out there and get after it. And that's what you have to do, I feel like. If you want to be successful at anything you do, Ethan's touched on it, you got to be willing to get after it. And that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping with you know um, this time, that's kind of why we started this podcast, because we exactly. thought about ourselves. Um, what can we do to better ourselves? Um, how can we, um, you know, figure out how to make this into a positive time for us? Um, and then also push into when we get past all this and we have, and when we do get back to our acting and everything like that, you know, still have something that is be- helping us become better as, as humans, as adults, as actors all around in general. Exactly. And- Cause no, no employer, no casting director, nobody's going to tell you, Hey, 
in your free time, go do this. And I'm going to make sure that uh, I hold you accountable. So you're doing it. You know, you're not in, you're not in school anymore with your parents living with them and they're going to tell you to go to school and eat your lunch and do your homework. Right. It's just you. That's right. And I, and that's what I'm hoping too, man, with this, uh, not only with our podcast, but with this whole situation, I think that, like I said, I think a lot of people, I think we have a lot of people in our country that, um, or just, I mean, in the world in general, you know, that it's a scary thing to make a leap for your dream. I think we both faced it. It was not easy for me to, to say that, you know, I want to be an actor and go after it. Um, it was, it's a scary, it's a scary thing. No matter what you want to do, I'm sure that there's some type of um, fear in you uh, before you make that leap. But one thing that we could take from this is that look at how many people played it safe and they still ended up in a situation that they are not safe. They are not, no. they are not out of harm's way. So the truth is, you, I feel like most of the time you're not going to, you really will never really be safe. And that sounds, never will. You that never sounds will. distressing to some people. And I understand why, but in a way, like that's just the way that life is. But if you learn to be competent, you learn to really have that belief in yourself through actual work and practice. You don't have to be exactly too worried that you're not safe because you know that you can rely on yourself. You trust yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I mean, look at it. Like if we're lucky, if we're lucky, we have a hundred years. We got a hundred years on the planet. You got a hundred years in those last like 20 or so. They're very iffy. Like <laughs> 30, man, bro, you're not doing, you're not doing too much. You're playing bingo. Uh, I mean, I've seen some, you know, some, some old people that are moving, but I don't know, man, after, after all the different sports I played and everything, I, I don't know what, we'll, we'll see what's happening around 80, but um, you only have so much time on this earth. You might as well go after, if you have the ability to do so, if you're not, if you don't already have, you know, um, you know, obviously if you have other responsibilities, um, I understand, you know, kids and all that kind of stuff, but if you can, I think you should go after your dreams. You should look at this and take this time to look at what do, what's going to make me truly happy and what's going to give me a chance to look back in my life when I am 80 or 90 or 100 and look back and be proud of what I did. That's what I think a successful life is. And that's what, you know, uh, we hope. Like, I mean, Ethan and I, we have these talks all the time. That's why we started this podcast. It's like, you know, I know there's other people that are thinking like us. We both know there's other people that are, that are having these same thoughts. And we just want to make sure that you guys understand you're not alone out there. Um, we're thinking the same thing. Um, we're going after a dream every day is a little bit scary. There's not a single moment where it's like, oh, I got this locked in. Oh, this is yeah. for sure going to work. <laughs> every day, Ethan and I are texting each other like, hey, did you get that part? Nope. Hey, do you get that part? Yep. You know, it's like, it, it's like it's, being on a scaffolding on a building that you're making, man. That scaffolding <laughs> might go out any second, any second, any second, man. But what I do know is that we're living our life right now. We're, we're going after it. And no matter what happens, I'll look back and, you know, be proud that I, I went for it. You know, I went for it and whether you get I, it or not. Yeah. But realistically, man, if you have, it only takes so much talent, but if you're willing to put in the work, you'll land somewhere. If you go for something, you know, uh, what's that? Like shoot for the moon, land on some stars or something like that. Something, uh, like that. something like that. You guys get the gist. But pretty much, I mean, you shoot high. If you miss, then okay. But I guarantee you'll land on something that was better than if you would have just stayed in your, you know, uh, doing something that you hated, doing something that you, you didn't want to do, but you were told to do um, and that you didn't truly love to do. Because, I mean, that's, a, that's tough, man. And that's how a lot of our society feels like it's living right now where every day they're waking up and they're going to a job that they hate. Um, they're going to a life that they, they, they don't like that much. And when they do end up on their, 
you know, when they do end up at 80 or 90 or 100 and look on them back in their life, I don't know how many of them look back and say, you know what, I maximize potential. Yeah. Because we, we all have so much potential, man. And if someone has ever told you that you don't, don't believe them because they're full of it. I don't care who you are. You got potential. And all you have to do is fi- figure out where that potential goes and maximize. You need to max out every day. Every day. And those same people that told you you couldn't do it, I guarantee you will be the same people hitting you up when you do make it, asking you for money. You've seen it. I've seen it. Seen I, it. I've literally seen it firsthand, man. And, and, and that's the thing that kills me. And um, I think that's the reason why I connected with, with you so much, Ethan, is like, dude, like you, me and you come from different worlds. And, you know, I have a lot of these viewpoints because of some of the experiences that I have had, but, and you've had your own experiences. And that's what made me so like, I was like, whoa, we're on the same page. We're thinking the same way, you know? And that's what makes me think. And that's why when we started talking about this, I got so excited. I'm like, if I found you, you come from Vegas. I come from San Diego. We meet in LA. The idea that this can touch everybody in the world, there's going to be other people out there that think just like us. Yep. If we could find each other, we could definitely find more people that think like us and are on the grind as well. And, uh, and we're excited to hear back from you guys. We're excited to, um, you know, hopefully build this up to something and, and see, you know, um, all the progress you guys make as well. I'm sure later on kind of, you know, after we've got a few podcasts, you know, um, we'll start kind of a page or something where, where you can, you know, communicate kind of with us. And, can, yeah. yeah and, and tell us kind of a little bit about you. Yeah. Things that you got going in your own life, things that you're working. Yeah. Towards, you know, and that, and leave that's it in really, the comments, leave it in something. Cause we can talk about it, have conversations with Brian and myself or anybody yeah. else, because that's like, that's what we're trying to go is after a kind of a community in a way of people yeah. who are driven to get what they want in life. Yeah. You know, cause dude, it just, it feeds us too. You know, like, um, I think there's a lot of haters out there. And, and, and you see that, man, you look in these comments on, on some of these like social media platforms. It's so easy to be negative. It's so easy, man. You're not going to find that from us. Now we may joke every once in a while, we're talking about tiger, you know, all that kind of stuff. But seriously, um, we do want to hear, uh, your guys' stories. We do want to hear as this progresses, we want to hear where you guys started and now where you guys are at. In, in, in the different types of jumps. And I don't even care if that's, hey, I'm going to the, I didn't go to the gym at all. Now I'm going to the gym three times a week. I'm getting on a treadmill for 30 minutes. I don't care. If you're proud about that, I'm proud for you. And I know Ethan is too. That's how we become better. Not by jumping on social media and, and hating on each other, you know? Um, so I don't know, man, I'm excited. I'm really I'm excited. excited too, man. I'm excited. I'm really excited. We've been talking for an hour and a half now. Uh, we said we an hour? Go. Yeah, I think it's been an hour and a half. Um, oh, no kidding. Yeah, it is. We've only, we, we said we only go for an hour, but I think we got too hyped about it. Uh, we're really happy that, you know, everybody um, is listening to this right now. And um, Ethan, you got anything to say? Uh, man, I mean, I would just kind of pair it what you're already saying. It's uh, it's really, it's a blessing that uh, that I've I, I am where I am where I am in my life that I can do this, you know, and ask them like you, I can do it with. And then I have people that I know, you know, we're going to start small, like everything else will, but our audience will grow and everything else like that. And it's, it's a blessing to be able to actually have these people that down the line, will know who these people are, we'll know what their stories are and they'll have the people that they can do the, the exact same thing with. And that's, you know, that's how you just make a better, a better world in a way. You know, I'm not that's trying right. to sound like we're doing this for the world because <laughs> we're, we're doing this for ourselves. Let's be yeah. real. 
but there are positive <laughs> benefits what we're doing. Yeah. No, yeah. And uh, that it's a beautiful thing. And yeah. uh, that's partly why I'm so excited. I'm so excited for this. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, so um, tuning in. Um, this is our first episode, obviously. Um, but we're definitely going to have a weekly podcast. Um, we haven't figured out the exact day yet. Um, but we'll get back to everybody on that. Just look out for this. And uh, really appreciate that you're you know, logged in with us and you're listening to us. Um, Ethan, if you have nothing else to say, man, I think we're going to log off. Um, good. Yeah, everybody, thank you for listening and thanks for being with us. All right, man. All right, guys. Remember, act your age. Get after it. Later. Later. Later.